This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services. He moved us to Atlanta on back page North, I mean South Carolina, then North Carolina, then he sold her in Richmond, Virginia. Put on heroin and cocaine at 16 years old. Heroin and cocaine. Do anybody know what that is? Yeah. Okay, that's a bad drug that nobody wants to be on. Those are bad drugs, illicit drugs that don't nobody should touch. They're deadly drugs. So we went looking for them, and we got a call from the police saying that we had 24 to 48 hours. We had 24 tell them to come out there, sir. We had 24 to 48 hours to get to Richmond, Virginia. Oh, a warrant would be issued for my arrest for her being found out of state. I had to go to Richmond, Virginia. I had to stand in front of a judge. And the judge asked me, what was my baby doing? What was my baby doing out of state? And I said, I don't know. And you know what the judge did? They didn't want to let her go. She was in juvenile detention center. The attorney went to the back and talked to the judge. They finally let her go. I went over to the detention center and saw her. When I saw her, she was like this. You know how them take it movies us with the girl that's, that's everywhere all over the place? That's how I was. I was looking at her. And I was like, what's wrong? She was like, why did you come look for me? And I said, what do you mean, why did you come look for me? She said, I didn't want you to find me. Because at that point, he had already made her establish that she was his girlfriend. But he just left her and sold her to somebody else. But she's still thinking in her head, called Stockholm Syndrome. When people put in your head that, that you in love with them. You get what I'm saying? So, we got her home, put her in the hospital the whole year. She never received the help she needed. Stayed in the hospital the whole year, the mental facility. Going from Children's Hospital, she went from Children to UAB. Then she went to Hillcrest and stayed the whole year and never received the help she needed. And guess what she's doing now? She came back home. But guess what? The trafficker came back and got her. When he came back and got her, guess what happened? She was gone again. Next time I heard from somebody that saw her, they saw her on the corner selling herself. She was around 18 at that time. There was nothing I can do. Because at that age, your parents really can't touch you. And they, they can't save you. You don't know that you're a victim. You thinking you're in love with somebody. You're just making you out some money. So, now, she got with one of her traffickers, a lady took her up to Atlanta just because she didn't make X amount of money. The lady left in Atlanta. 
she got with a guy that she met at a gas station. He was giving her a ride back. How many people took rides from friends? Be careful who you get in the car with. I'm serious. Because that ride might not be the ride you want to take. And anything they do, you're doing too. And they will charge you with it. So, he decided to go on a killing spree with her. And guess what happened? Lee County Jail on capital murder charges. So you got to think about what you do. Now I'm fighting for her. She a victim. She she just finding out that she's a victim after she been able to sit down and be off those drugs. So you got to think about who you with, who you hanging with, what you're doing, how you're doing, how you're orchestrating things. So I need somebody to get back up and read that uh, the 12 signs of human trafficking. You got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. And you. <laughs> Uh, hi everybody. Uh, I'm I'm Keith Williams. Uh, from what y'all have uh, just read and heard, have y'all experienced uh, any of those warning signs from your peers, whether it's at school or y'all hanging out together? Have y'all experienced any of those uh, type of warning signs? You you haven't. Okay. Uh, so now, ba based on what you read, are you able to to identify if one of your peers uh, at school or if you like hanging out together, will you be able to detect some of those warning signs? Yes, I do. Okay. And what what hap What should you do if you? run across one or more of those warning signs. Uh, let's, let's say that you're at a school setting and you notice that one of your peers is uh, kind of acting strange. What should you do?
depending on what they say, I would tell the teacher, depending on what they say. Okay, yeah, that's a good start. You should uh, uh, go to a teacher, uh, maybe a school counselor, or a principal, or an adult that that you can trust. Um, does anybody have any comment on what was read so far? She works in the school system. He's a substitute teacher. So y'all probably, I don't know if y'all seen him in one of y'all schools. He's substitute Okay, so I need somebody to get up and read those flags. The I'll red read the flags. Flag. Okay. Mm -hmm. Take off the jacket, make me hot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Red flags for human trafficking. Mm -hmm. Family. Family can traffic you. That's what she was just talking about. Familiar. It's called familiar trafficking. <clears throat> Family, friends. Men, women, or a girl that you think is your friend and y'all are hanging out and she tell you to meet you at the house and then someone comes and gets you and snatches you away. That happens And sometimes they come in like unmarked vehicles. Like, um, I think in, in, recent, uh, in recent times we saw there's been news reports uh, of a white van going around the city. It don't always happen like that. It don't. Yeah, some sometimes it does, but... Uh, but it, it's not usually nobody coming to snatch you now. It's your being, um, you're being compersed into it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, for example, I had a situation where I was out at a club hanging out with my friends. And um, I seen this girl, and she had, like, all new jewelry, the best outfits, the best shoes. And we started, like, you don't have to be pressured into being friends. But it's, it's more like she was trying to pressure me into being friends and hanging out places where there weren't that many people at. Come hang out at my house. I just met you last week. How about we just go out to eat? No, I'm going to have something at my house. It's like she kept trying to get me to come and hang out at her house. Well, me and my boyfriend, we gonna throw a little party. Okay, well, I'll invite my boyfriend and we'll come hang out. Nah, just you come. Why just me come and your boyfriend's gonna be there and why, why would I be the only other person there? It, it, it just was weird, so I cut off connection with her. But after I stopped speaking to her and, and answering any of her messages, she continued to try to coerce me. It's like, it, it became obvious she was trying to get me to go someplace that was private that I did not want to go. So it could be like someone who you just start hanging out with on a regular basis and you end up some you they'll try to get you they'll they'll act like they're just your best friend and they'll tell you to come somewhere or hang out somewhere or come a whole group of men or just one man and and you will be gone somewhere. All they're trying to do is just get you in private somewhere where they can coerce you to do what they want. Or you can be talking to someone who you think is your friend, and they can tell you that they're going to help you get out of this situation. You're mad at your parents, and you want to you wanna get out of that. You, wanna, you don't want to be there listening to your mama, and you want to go stay somewhere else, and you end up in a whole other state. 
Okay. Red flag for human trafficking. Six trafficking. Branding or tattoos and explain injuries. Hotel keys. Hold up. Let me go. When you said branding or tattoos. So, check this out, y'all. So, check this out. When they said branding or tattoos. So, the trafficker. Let me tell you what they do. They use it. If you, have you ever seen somebody with a barcode on their arm? Or on their back, on their shoulder, anywhere? You have? Well. A barcode. Okay. That's a sign of trafficking. Because usually traffickers try to have a barcode. We got somebody joining us.
to literally just be out here. Um, oh, baby, get A prostitute just be out here and they have on, you, if you want a time and they got on this short dress and this half shirt. You know, some people, that that's some of the times, but some people, we just got a lot of people that dress like that anyway. Um, Claim a older boyfriend or girlfriend. Unable to make decisions without approval. Usually they have to have somebody to up. So we're still having people coming in. In case you joined us, uh, this is a like a teen summit thing to raise awareness of human trafficking. Uh, sponsored by Angel Arms Ministries, Women Teen Organization, and Greater Air Ministries Outreach International. Okay, we're gonna watch a. You ready? Okay. We're going to watch some videos, and I want y'all to give me y'all opinion on them. Message! You hot? No? I'm done. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I need the, the sound. Yeah. Sit down. Put up the sound. Oh. All right, let's try that again. This is the blue campfire. What is human trafficking? Human trafficking is modern day slavery. It is the exploitation of a person through force, fraud, or coercion. Human smuggling and human trafficking are different crimes. Human smuggling is the illegal movement of someone across the border. Human trafficking is the illegal exploitation of a person. Human trafficking is about exploitation, not transportation. Human trafficking is a highly profitable crime and a violation of human rights. It occurs in every part of the world, including here in the United States. It happens in our big cities, in the U.S. citizens, or from other countries. Victims can be any age, race, or gender, but one thing they share is that they are vulnerable to being exploited. There are different types of human trafficking who are forced against their will to engage in sex with a promise of love and affection to lure victims. Truck stops, hotel rooms, rest areas, street corners, clubs, private residences. These are just some of the places where victims are forced to sell sex. Any person under the age of 18 involved in a commercial sex act is considered a victim of human trafficking. No exceptions. Forced labor takes on many forms. 
and happens here in the U.S. and overseas. Through forced fraud or coercion, victims are made to work for little or no pay. Very often, these victims are forced to manufacture or grow the products that we use and consume every day. Victims of forced labor can be found in factories and farms, doing construction work and more. Victims of domestic servitude are hidden in plain sight, forced to work in homes across the United States. Their traffickers sometimes take their identification papers and travel documents in order to limit their freedom. They are prisoners, working as nannies, maids, or domestic help. Every year in the United States, thousands of human trafficking cases are reported, but many more go unnoticed. That's because human trafficking is a hidden crime. Victims might be afraid to come forward, or we may not recognize the signs, even if it's happening right in front of us. We need to bring this crime out of the shadows. That's why the Department of Homeland Security created the Blue Campaign, to take a stand against modern-day slavery and help combat this heinous crime by raising awareness of human trafficking around the country. But we can't do it alone. We need your help. So what can you do to stop human trafficking? Visit the Blue Campaign website to learn more about the signs and indicators of human trafficking. Share this video on social media to help bring this crime out of the shadows. Be an informed consumer. Know who makes the products you buy and the food you eat to help keep slavery-tainted items out of your home. And finally, recognize and report suspected human trafficking. You can submit a tip to federal law enforcement online or by phone. For victim support, you can call or text the National Human Trafficking Resource Center. Help us bring this crime out of the shadows and into the light. Join the Blue Campaign. One voice. One mission and human trafficking. should be able to find the people within a few minutes because what Get out of there. It, it can be here for me in person. 
Nobody's saying nothing. Okay. Okay. Next. Malia. Okay. Okay. Mia. Y'all got to put the phone down. Sorry, but y'all got to put the phone down. Put them in your pocket until after we're done. Matter of fact, I'm going to take them up. Put them up. Now go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Anybody else? Um, they could be happening anywhere, anytime, anytime. Okay, anywhere, anytime, but we don't know. Okay, I got another. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to make a comment about what this uh, young man said about the, all the technology that we in 2021. Homeland Security has really beefed up uh, their technology to uh, supposedly to capture all sorts of criminals. And that includes those that are involved in human trafficking. And just like uh, someone said, they're not doing enough to track people down and trying to find these people and uh, prevent this stuff from happening. So I thought that that was a great comment uh, that was made. We have all of this sophisticated technology and equipment. And you mean to tell me we can't pinpoint and locate these folks? Okay, we got that. Yeah, I did great on that one. Okay, we got more. Y'all doing real good. Anybody else want to say anything while I'm finding this? We'll have a couple of more okay. videos here. I need you to get up, Malia, and read over this. Well, warning signs of trafficking again. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, warning signs of human trafficking. So, anybody can tell me. I'm just playing. Hell signs of physical physical abuse. Burn mark I am Dr. D.C. Hamilton and I am a survivor of human trafficking. When I was 15, I had an age out of foster. I am Dr. D.C. Hamilton. solution for your problem um i work as a waitress at a strip club 
you can use my ID to work at another strip club while I work at this strip club and all you're doing is waitressing, you make money, a boyfriend to keep your baby and hey, you know, you'll be good. As the boyfriend's keeping my baby, he goes, you can't get your kid back unless you make me $200 a day. He's going to the strip club bragging about how much money he's making off of me. And there's another pimp that's sitting in the club. He sends a message to the girls that he's already pimping out to me that I can make $200 a day faster if I'm no longer a waitress, but a stripper. Because he wants to see what am I willing to give up or what am I willing to sacrifice. That was barrier testing. Let me test your limits. The betrayal comes in. Baby, you ain't been working. It's hard for me to get your hair and your nails done like I used to. I need you to bring in some money. So we're talking about from 15 to 19. I had already been trafficked and sleeping with every bit of about 1,500 men at this point. I made a decision to enlist into the Navy without my pimp knowing about it. And when he found out, I still got beat. And I remember begging the officer, please don't arrest me. Please don't arrest me. He said, I'm leaving to the Navy. This is the only chance. This is the only chance I got to get away. I need you to help me. And he looked at me and he said, I don't believe you. But had I been arrested that night, I wouldn't have survived human trafficking. Back in early December, I ventured out to do a bit of late night shopping. 
I'm a 31-year-old stay-at-home mother of two young children, so once my husband gets home from work, I like to take some time myself and go shopping, take a drive, or run errands, all kid-free. It was around 8.30 p.m. when I arrived at the Target I usually go to. I'm by no means a paranoid or anxious individual, but I have attended several seminars on human trafficking and I've done plenty of research on my own to learn and identify the red flags, also what precautions to take when out in public alone, especially at night. I carry several self-defense items on my person at all times, just in case. That night, I parked directly in front of the store next to a cart caddy and took a mental note of the vehicles parked nearby again, just as precautions. I was taught at an early age to always be observant of your surroundings, and being control freak just naturally makes you that way. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary that night, and the parking lot was actually quite empty, most likely because it was weekday. As I entered the store, I began rousing like usual, following the natural flow of the store departments, following the main aisle around. I had been browsing for only 10 to 15 minutes when I noticed a young gentleman, maybe mid-20s. He was tall, skinny, dressed in a dirty gray two-piece sweatsuit and brown work boots. He looked over at me. I smiled and said hello, but his facial expression was blank. He looked like he may have been high on something by the look in his eyes, but he didn't seem to care for my gesture, and he quickly moved on. At first glance, there was nothing in particular that alarmed me about him, except I took notice of the fact that he was just wandering down the main aisle with no cart or basket, with his hands in his pockets, and didn't seem to be with anyone. I continued shopping with no second thoughts, and made my way to the next department. Several minutes had passed, and that's when I noticed a second young gentleman wearing the same gray sweatsuit, similar pair of work boots, again, no cart, no basket. He, too, glanced at me, then quickly darted his eyes away when he realized I was looking directly at him. I became a bit more alerted, but still remained composed and continued on browsing. Another 15 minutes or so passed, and that's when a third older man caught my attention. And you guessed it. Same gray sweatsuit and work boots with no cart, no basket, just his hands in his pockets. I assumed they were in some sort of work uniform, maybe construction workers, but why weren't they walking around together? And why didn't they have any items to purchase? At this point, it was difficult to focus on browsing, and I had a bad feeling about these three men, and it became clear that something was a bit off. Over the next 20 minutes or so, I felt as if I was being monitored by the three of them, as if they were all communicating my whereabouts as I continued to make my way through the store. Because each department I entered, it didn't take long for me to notice one of the three men pass by whatever side aisle I happened to be in, making their presence known to me. I stayed completely vigilant while trying not to panic or allow my suspicions to overwhelm me. Something about their presence felt very heavy and dark, so I decided to test their intentions to prove I wasn't overthinking the situation and my bad gut feeling was valid. I began picking random aisles and traveling back and forth between departments in a very unorganized and random fashion to see if the men would continue to pass by me as frequently as they had been. With every aisle I popped into, it was just a few minutes later one of them would make an appearance, staring me down as they passed by. It felt as if I was being surrounded like a wild animal hunted even. They were no longer trying to be conspicuous, which was the scariest part of all, and everything instinctual was screaming at me to get out of there. I gripped my cart so tightly and figured if they got too close, I could use the cart to push them away, or at least create distance between us. By this point, I had been shopping for about an hour altogether, maybe a bit over, and was ready to purchase my items, but honestly, I felt too uncomfortable to continue browsing, even if I wanted to. The men had been following me all that time, and I was becoming more annoyed, if anything. The store was pretty empty, 
at this time. One of the main reasons I like shopping at night. But that made this particular situation even more unsettling. Two preteen girls were wandering around by themselves, which quickly caught my attention because the men had bypassed them making similar advances, but the girls were seemingly oblivious. So I quietly got their attention and asked them to go find their parents and stay with them, trying not to freak them out. The mother in me was in full-on protection mode. I couldn't imagine having my young children with me on this night. Thank God they were home safe and sound. As I made my way to the checkout, I noticed one of the men coming up from behind me, walking at a quicker pace this time. So I immediately stopped, turned around, locked eyes with him as he approached. I will never forget the darkness in his eyes. An eerie smirk formed on his face as he nudged my shoulder, continuing to stare me down. As he passed me, he turned around and walked backwards to hold his sinister gaze as he exited out of the store. I had lost sight of the other two men, and I hated the uncertainty of it all. He made his message clear in that very moment. My stomach dropped, and my entire body began to shake. It was a feeling I hadn't felt since I was a kid getting lost in the supermarket. I quickly walked to the checkout, discreetly asked the cashier if I could speak to a manager, and told them what had transpired over the last hour. Politely asking for a male employee to walk me to my car and for them to alert their security team member. When I told the manager what happened, her face sunk as if she already knew about these men. And once I described them, she confirmed she knew who I was talking about. She expressed that several of the female employees had found the men unsettling in the past and reassured me that someone would escort me to my car. She made a report about the incident and said she would alert the authorities. I was still shaking but felt relieved that she believed me and showed concern for the other young female patrons in the store. She took my information, then a young male employee walked me out to my car. What I saw as I exited the store made me so sick to my stomach, solidifying all my suspicions. A white windowless van was parked in the lot directly behind my car. One of the men seated in the driver's seat and the other two leaning against the side of the van facing my car attempting to hide out of view. I mean, how cliche and obvious can you be? Your license plate might as well read lady snatchers at that point. Whatever their intent, it didn't seem pure. I pointed them out to the male employee and said, there they are, which then prompted the men to scurry into the van and speed out of the parking lot without hesitation. I truly don't know what would have happened if I walked out to my car alone. I had heard that there were several abduction attempts in the shopping center parallel to that target. Almost certain it was the same guys. So when did y'all get out of it? She was just telling y'all what she saw. That it's not always just somebody coming to set you on a van, but can you tell me, can anybody stand up, three, four people, stand up and tell me what you got out of it? What you got out of this story? This week, watch out for robbers and take notes and all the Yep. Anybody else? Go ahead. Um, I need you to stand up. <laughs> Look, when y'all go to speaking, y'all stand up and stand over here. Come on. What I got from that is he, uh -oh. he was one of the um, lucky ones because um, one of the um, male employees could have been one of the human traffickers, too. That means he's saying anybody can be a trafficker, and that's the truth. He could have been the ones that sent the person to the store, right? 
sent the people to the store say, yeah, I know they come in here around a certain time. This is how you get them, you know? And they, they was trying to see what's, because when you're not watching your surroundings, where you're out and you're around these six people, that's when they get you when you're off guard. Y'all get what I'm saying? Okay, we're gonna watch some else. Oh, come on, come on. I'm sorry. Y'all, she's over Angel's Arms organization. This is one of our founders. Miss, can you tell them who you is? I'm so sorry. And tell them who you is. What you call me, Angie. Um, but I want to touch on two things that were said. Um, what did you say about manipulation? Jasmine, say it again. And let me tell you what happened. I used to work in a federal prison. I retired after 25 years of service. And I worked for this man who used his daughter. And I don't know if it was his real daughter or not, but I know he called all the ladies or young girls his daughter. And he had over 100. He used his daughter as a person to convinced her friends that he was a good guy. And all of her friends, she would bring to his house, their house, and then she was the groomer. And guess how old she was? 15. She was 15, and she was finding her friends, because she had lots of friends, and she had lots of money, and he treated her friends like they were his daughter. He eventually used her to bring in a lure girls and they were all manipulated by his 15 year old daughter and she was actually 15. Fast forward to where I got him, his name is Sir Charles if you look him up, he's, he's, his case is well known in, in Google. But I was his case manager and I read his file. He had three files about this big, thousands of papers in it. I remember once in one of his phone calls. And on his call, he was talking to this girl and she called him daddy. And now she is probably 32 years of age. I don't know her, I just know her boy. I take my, at the time, 16 year old daughter to Roebuck, I'm sorry, to um, Centerpoint by the post office, the salon, to get her hair done. I have never met this lady. Dropped my daughter off to get her hair done. Everything was fine. Bring her back two weeks later to get her hair done, and they start establishing the court. Just so happened, my daughter says, hey, my mom works at a prison, because she asked, what do your mother do? She said, she works at a prison. So which one? Oh, Talladega. Talladega, yes. They start making small talk. My daughter calls me, and she says, mom, do you know Sir Charles? What do you think I felt? I felt. I mean, my whole soul just dropped. He me out. How did you know Sir Charles? That's why I asked my daughter. She says, because she asked me to ask you if you know him. So I'm on the phone. I'm in my car. I'm driving to the shop to see what's going on. And the girl tells me that she know him because she met his daughter years ago. So what did I tell you about his daughter? What did she do? She lured people into the game. This young girl, 32 years of age, told me that she had been prostituting herself. At the time, she didn't use the word human trafficking because it was not a, a, a well-known word at the time. It was not. And she says, 
I am not no longer in the business. I, I'm not trying to hurt your daughter. But do you think I trusted her? I did not. I already left my three small kids at home by themselves because I wasn't leaving my baby here at this job because I was concerned. So the moral of the story is you even have to watch your friends. You have to watch your friends. Your parents should know your friends' parents because they can discern if something's not right. So there's no secrets you should be able to keep. The young lady did get out the business, but my concern was she was still in contact with this church, her charge person. And if you're out of the business, why are you still talking to this pimp who is still managing uh, his trade from federal prison? He had been down 15 years at that time. Do you know why she was still loyal to his phone calls and accepting his calls? Why do you think she was after all this time? She, he convinced her that he, she was his daughter, but something else. He was... She was no longer trying to do that, but she had her mind. She had her mind. She still felt connected to daddy, and that's what she called him, daddy. So you watch your I can buy your outfit from this part. No, you buy your own outfit so they can young people so they can lure other young people. Because she was still a victim at 32 years of age. She had been in the field so long, and she couldn't get it all out of her system. And that was the last day my daughter got her head done by the day. In fact, she didn't finish drawing her head. I said, we got to go. I, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good. And as an adult, that's what we know. We can discern when something doesn't feel right. And you all had the same discernment. You have the same discernment. If your gut says something's not right, that's your gut telling you something is not right. You need to tell somebody. You need to get away. Okay? Take me down. So if, I don't, if you don't Take remember anything down. I say, I want you to remember this. You have a discerning spirit, and that spirit tells you when something's not right. And you need to listen to Don't put it to the side. You need to go with your gut feeling that something's not right. Okay? Thank you. Okay. Um, anybody got any questions for her? You sure? And now I reckon, I reckon Jefferson County Family Court. So I also now see children who are still being human trafficked. Teenagers are still doing this. And then guess what they're saying now? Oh, I'm just trying to pay a bill. Oh, I, I can't wear this designer clothes that, that other kids are wearing. So my friend's going to buy it for me. No. Sex sells. But it's manipulation. Okay? And I see it every single day at Family Court now. Okay? Anybody, anybody got any questions? Yes, Malia. Do you know me? What's wrong? Nothing. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I just. I'm not worrying about it. I was just going to ask you. No. Okay. Hold on. Let me go ahead. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to work real quick. Yeah, you want to talk about something real quick? Okay. Well, while she finds out, I'll, I'll share this too. Um, what do you think these... Some people are not talking about...
nothing is going on here, but they just assume that it's only in impoverished neighborhoods. But I think my story is a prime example of how that's not true because I grew up in the typical middle class home. Uh, I remember the young lady said that she had sex with 15 people between the age of 15 and 19. 15 other people. What do you think? How do you think she was able to grow up? They had a child. Uh -huh. and something else. D. Yes, drugs. Drugs. We just found a young lady, I'm not going to tell you where, but in Jefferson County, and she, when we found her, because she committed a delinquent act, she was brought in. When we tested her for drugs, she had cocaine and methamphetamine in her system. How old do you think she was? She was 13. She was 13 years of age, and she had been out having sex with men. She had not had sex with men because someone had taken her and they manipulated her to that, to that field. But she didn't want to do a lot of that stuff. But when we talked to her, it was because she was heavily drugged. Cocaine, So a lot of times, what I found when I was in the federal prison, I found in the reading these files, that a lot of men use drugs and physical violence to get the young ladies to be submissive. And not this young lady, young boys as well. He had, Sir Charles had hundreds of boys and girls working for him. And not one time did any of them have a bank account. Because every dollar they got, Every dollar went with him. Every dollar. And even though he was in prison, he was still getting money sent to him. He was still getting money sent to him, and he was still bringing young ladies from Georgia, from Detroit, from Tennessee, to the Caldega Speed Race um, twice a year because sex sells. And he was still using them. And this time he was like, because I heard his phone call. No, give me one of them nice little China girls. One of them, them, them Latino girls. Make sure she's nice and young. And that's what they were started grooming and finding on the streets in the Great Valley. This is not a long time ago. I haven't been retired five years. So it's within the last 10 years. Alicia. Okay. Children, youth, and adults, the poor and unemployed, the homeless, foster youth, members of the LGBTQ plus community, those feeling lonely and unloved, seeking connection, people on the move, their lives disrupted by war, violence, climate change, racial discrimination, and natural disasters and very often women and girls. So what actually is human trafficking? Every trafficking situation involves a person with power exploiting another who is vulnerable. Traffickers force vulnerable people to participate in unwanted sex or labor in order to profit for themselves. Trafficking often occurs through force, acts of physical or psychological harm to the victim, through fraud, with victims misled by lies and false promises, or through coercion, 
with victims threatened by harm to themselves, their children and family members, or warned of government arrest and imprisonment if they try to escape. Just who are traffickers? People who unethically control others and profit from their exploitation. Traffickers can be close by. Family members who know which of their relatives are vulnerable and alone. Or family friends and acquaintances familiar to the victim. Strangers from online encounters who strike up a friendship making offers of emotional or financial support. Or employers who promise a living wage and generous benefits, but eventually trap and defraud those they have hired. Trafficking is an assault on human dignity and freedom. It demeans the value of every human life, affecting people of all races, cultures, gender identities, and sexual orientations. But we can help end human trafficking by educating ourselves and others, being attentive to what's happening right around us, and supporting legislation that holds traffickers accountable, addresses root causes of vulnerabilities, and supports survivor healing. If you see something, say something. Silence never helps. You can contact the National Human Trafficking Hotline 24-7-365. Together, we can end human trafficking. Join us. Okay. Can somebody please tell me what y'all got out of that? Stand up and go over to the corner. You know, over there by the sign. Tell me what you got out of it. Mia? Mia? Anybody? Tell me what y'all got out of that? Okay, I guess we'll watch another video. I got out of that. Um, it could be your family members. Oh, hold on. Before we do that, okay. did he mention something about, uh, you know, being gullible? Mm -hmm. Does does that mean that, you know, people really don't know? Does does that mean that people really don't know what's 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 going on? What does gullible mean? What does the word gullible mean? Right, not know. Yep, that's a really that's a really good point because a lot of people are not really aware of what human trafficking actually is. So that's why education is so important. We need to have more conversations. Uh, like this, not only in this setting, it needs to be taught in the schools. Mm -hmm. 
it needs to be uh, taught in churches. Uh, there needs to they need to be talked about in places of employment, like your local Walmart. Because uh, as uh, one of the videos suggests, that the lady was speaking, it could very well happen at that Target that she was at. Um, so it's a conversation that needs to be had on all sectors. I want to point out that we have a smart young man over here. Yes, stand, stand up for a moment. Yes. Very smart. Yes. Yeah, let's 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 give him a hand clap. We have a lot of smart young men, but he is really on point. Mm-hmm. He is really on point. I just want to I just want to point that out before we go to the next video. That uh, into our listening audience. Uh, Kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Uh, I think as, as parents and adults, uh, we, really need to, uh, we really need to listen to what they have to say. Because sometimes what they say is very well important. And so we need to get out of our feelings, you know, and actually listen to what they have to say. Yes, sir. That, that's another, that's, a, that's yeah. a great point. Uh, because when we talk about bullying, uh, a bully is fueled by two things, violence and manipulation. Uh, one of the two uh, characteristics of human trafficking, a person being a human trafficker, uh, they're fueled by violence manipulation and control. And so when we talk about bullying, in my opinion, that's kind of like maybe the first step in heading to that direction of being a human trafficker. It's, it's real scary, but if we catch that person in time, maybe that this person would not grow up to be in that profession. Does, does does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Anybody got any questions? No? Okay. We're gonna talk about her story, her little mini story. I don't feel happy. I'm, I don't know. I don't think I can do this. But she could. Moments later, Jane Doe returned to tell us about how, at the age of 15, she became a victim of sex trafficking and why she is now suing one of the most powerful tech companies in the world, Facebook, which she says is responsible. It's unbelievable to me in some ways. 
it's unimaginable. I ain't, I have never thought, oh, I would be a 24 suing Facebook. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I don't know what I did yet. I think I fast forwarded. Shut it down, right? No, I don't think you fast forwarded. Oh, it's like 60 seconds. Yeah, I think we uh, probably need to. Uh, Let's talk know. about. I'm sorry, Keith. Let's talk about Herman smuggling versus Herman trafficking. Oh, no. You think we need to what? Yeah, before we get to that, uh, yeah, before we get to that, uh, before we get to that, we have to talk about this social media thing. Does anybody know that social media is uh, a harbor for human trafficking? Uh, you got Facebook. FaceTime, Instagram, Instagram. What, else? what else? Snapchat. Snapchat. What else is another social Twitter. Twitter. What about TikTok? Not not so much. I don't think TikTok. Well, probably. I feel like TikTok is responsible when it comes to deleting. So do do you think that these social media platforms are allowing this type of content on their platform? Do you, do you feel that they are doing enough to keep people safe? I keep hearing y'all say Twitter. Like, message. Tell me why y'all feel like Twitter is like the number one site where it's easy for a child to be human trafficked. Tell me why. It's like they don't ban stuff. Can you speak up? Well, hold up, hold up. Everybody can't stand up. Stand up and speak. Go ahead, speak no. loud. What you say, Leah? And then Kaya and then Mariah. They don't bend. Speak, put that. Okay. They don't bend stuff on Twitter. Like you just see everything. Yeah. What, what like, do you think? You know, like guns, like if somebody shoot somebody, you'll see that they don't bend. Yeah. They don't exit it out. That's why I don't know what to do. Yeah. They don't bend stuff like that. Like just say like if somebody shoot somebody on here and you like you'll see them get shot and they don't bend stuff like that. So what do they ban? Nothing. They don't bend nothing on Twitter. Twitter is very Everybody else. Yeah. You can bullet post on them. So how much time are you all spending on Twitter? I don't go on Twitter. I don't, I don't heard of Twitter. Me either. So what do y'all be on? Facebook and Instagram. 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 What about Instagram? Y'all think Instagram is a big platform for someone to get trapped from? No, 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 Instagram be banned stuff too. Okay. But I, I think so. Can I say why? I feel like you can be trafficked on on Instagram because do you know as you upload those pictures, predators are taking all your pictures 
you, you once you upload them to social media, they're no longer your photos. Do you know who photos they are? The public. Anybody can take your photos, and it it don't matter if you take a video down, if you take a picture down. Somebody still on that black well still can use your pictures and your photos and your videos. Do, do you know it goes a long way? Anything you do, I don't care if you're fine. You know how some people get to find at school and upload videos? Mm -hmm. Now, what if you decide to be a president? Or what if you decide to be a CEO of a company and then they run across that and have to tell you, you got to leave. You know why? Do you understand why? They telling you you gotta leave and you can't be part of their organization or their uh be be what you wanna be, you know, because they see something that was uploaded of you. It goes a long way. I'm I'm telling you the truth. I promise you it does. As much as you think you could post something and take it down, guess what? You can't. You can't post nothing and take it down because no, it 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 don't matter if you deleted it. Facebook still have a copy of it. And that predator is a lot of predators that sit back and watch videos. They like to see little girls dancing on videos. So imagine somebody take your video and they and they go with that video and they upload it to the site. Do you have y'all ever heard of that site? What the site is they sell their feet on? Feet found. It's a yeah. No, I wouldn't talk about said, that, but you said feet founder. What's the other page that, that grown woman got kicked out? I mean, got kicked out of school. She was a school teacher, and they found a video of her. Only fans. Only fans. Listen. Listen. Yeah. People, it don't matter. Guess what? They taking your images and uploading them to OnlyFans or any other site like that, and they selling them, and you don't even know you're being trafficked. Mm -hmm. How many of y'all actually know how old your friends are on your social site? Do y'all know? Do have? Do y'all know every friend y'all like on your Snapchat? I'm gonna say Snapchat, and the reason why I want to try to think about Snapchat is because Snapchat is where people are the most vulnerable because they post anything thinking it'll go away. Am I lying? So y'all, y'all post y'all now moments on Snapchat because you think it's gonna go away, and if somebody screenshot you or no, and this and that. So if I'm say I'm on your page, right? I'm really a 50-year-old man looking for a 16-year-old girl that, who gets in the moment, posts her body, posts all these new pictures, but I'm hiding behind a 12-year-old girl's photo. Message. Um, profile. So do y'all think that it's really people out here doing this? So do y'all know every single person on y'all social media stuff? Or are y'all befriended? Because social media, you can we can be friends with people from China, India, everywhere on social media. So do y'all know every single person on y'all? Hold on. I, I know everybody on my too. I probably not follow me on it just because I just have my family friends and stuff. Yeah, I know everybody on my social media. 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 Yeah, I know everybody on my social media.
So how many friends you have right now on your Facebook? Well, like, one, two Cause I got it like folks be trying to send me little quick stuff, but I ain't got it. I want y'all to be real, real careful with this social media stuff for real. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to be real, real careful, real, real careful, cause it's real catfishes out here. It's real people out here who pretending to be children and they grown men and grown women, cause there's some grown women that's predators too, hiding behind fake pages. Okay. Can I say something? Can I say something? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm serious. Y'all don't know everybody on y'all Facebook page. You want you want to know why? Because people are hacking into your Facebook page, and they're hacking into your friend's Facebook page just to watch you. Oh yeah, they Do y'all know they do that? Y'all y'all know that? Okay. So I'm just telling you, you don't know everybody on your Facebook page. People can sit and watch us right now. Mm -hmm. If they wanted to, they can hack into that TV because it got Wi-Fi on it. Mm -hmm. They can have to get to this computer. They probably watching us right now. Y'all don't believe me, do Especially with these cameras. They mm -hmm. can watch. I'm telling you, the government, I think, <laughs> can zoom mm -hmm. in on you through your TV if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. Just like he said, once again, there's a lot of technology, lot of technology out, here out here that can find anybody. And no matter where you go or what you're doing, I'm telling you, you're being watched. So you think about that before you do anything. You're being watched. There are cameras everywhere. And, and it's not to scare y'all. It's to make y'all aware of y'all surroundings. And be careful. Be cautious. Okay? If you see something, say something. If y'all see something... It don't you don't have to tell everybody else. Just go to an adult that you think you can trust, or call Miss Deloach, or anybody, and say, "Hey, I think someone's in this trafficking situation. I think someone's trying to traffic me." You know, don't. It's not to scare y'all, okay? It's only to make y'all learn and aware of what's out here in this world, okay? Okay, we got a young man over here. Um, well, I think they only doing it on the internet because they can hide behind whatever screen they got on and they don't have to show their real faces. Mm -hmm. Like, they could be anyone on, um, technology and you wouldn't even know it. They even can, uh, AI, I mean, what is it called? AI? AI. Maybe they can mm -hmm. even get your voice. Mm -hmm. So I can call you and sound like Kaya. Y'all, did y'all know that? Yeah, because they got an app too. You can change mm -hmm. it down like you mm -hmm. What age do you have to be to have a social media account? It's, it's, it's like if you put like a fake you age. There you go. But that's what you all did because at one point you couldn't even have a Facebook account. Mm -hmm. So everyone in this room who had a Facebook account before was before the age of 13, you lied. Because mm -hmm. if you put your real age, they wouldn't have accepted you. Mm -hmm. I, I think the minimal age is like 13. Now it is. Now it is, but it used to be like 1980. Mm -hmm. I know I remember everybody had to put a fake age in it. Look at what they're wearing. Even on, on, on Bebo and stuff, it's still grown people. Yeah. 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 Ye
traffickers, trafficking victims are deceived by false promises of love, a good job, a stable life, and are lured and forced into situations where they are made to work under deplorable conditions with little or no pay. So what does that mean? Go ahead. Thank you. 
15 and a half years. Seven steps. What he said. Did, did, let me ask y'all a question. Did we not just talk about that? You let me let me go back because I gotta I gotta search on this mm-hmm. Did we not just talk about that? Let me go back. We need to go back. Not all pimps look the same. Mm-hmm. That means I can be one. She can be one. He can be one. Right? Guess what? A child. So, she said a child can be one. So, let me ask y'all a question. Children can still be charged with the crime of prostitution in 27 states. What I just told y'all about my baby. But she ain't been charged with prostitution. She was still, she was still being charged with something. And it was related to something like this. Did y'all see that young lady? Mm-hmm. They got up there. Mm-hmm. She was talking about that guy because he was the one that asked her. And guess what? What they said they gave him at first? Probation. Y'all know what probation is? What it do? Like, you can't get fined. You can't be limited. Do y'all feel like that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. I said, that's 
Probation is when you are charged with a crime, you plead guilty, well, let's do juvenile. Juvenile, what? come on, what, what is this recording going? Because I, I, I want to say some things, but I, I, I want to be very... Okay, we're going to we gonna do our uh, end section. We'll wait to do our end section. Yeah, because we're going to put a, let's park, it, park that, because I'm not pleased with probation for juvenile. I, I, I'm not pleased with it. But in prison, federal, well, if you go to an adult court, you accept the charge. There are terms placed on probation. Probation says you will not go to prison. You will not go to prison. You have to do A, B, C, and D. So what she was describing are just terms of probation. And if you violate any of those terms, you are then supposed to be uh, sentenced to the time that you were given. So if you plead guilty to robbery, and the sentence will be three to five years. But if you do well, I'm gonna put you on probation. It's your first time committing a crime, put you on probation. So we're gonna park your three to five years. So you do good for three to five years, you will not go to prison. Here's what you must do. Go to school, get a job, pay, the, pay restitution, uh, test clean on all your UAs, um, not commit any more crimes. If you test dirty one time, you violated the terms of your probation, and then a judge can then sentence you to that three to five years. Okay? Now, I've had inmates who get out of prison because um, they've done their time, and then they get probation because federal prison does not give you parole. So you're going to do 85% of your time in federal prison. They don't want to be on paper. That's what they call it, paper. They don't want to be on paper. So what they do is they go and violate. Probation officer says, you got to get a job. You can't smoke. You can't eat poppy seed ba um, bagels. If you do and we test you, you test dirty, you're going to do the rest of your time. You've already done 10 years. Now you got five years probation. Now you got to come to prison and do five years. Or they wait to do four years, clean, no problems, but they don't want that paper. So they go in there and do one thing, test dirty one time. So they can go to prison, back to prison, do that eight months, and get out and don't have owe old, old the government anything. Probation is a joke. And I said it. It's a joke. You should go ahead. If you can do the crime, you might have to go ahead and do the time. But what they do is because they have so many um, people committing crimes and not enough prisons, not enough people to watch people in prison, they give you probation. And... It's like a, um, one of, I think it was either him or her said it was like a get out of jail free card. Right. Hmm. But you're not going to, you're not going to not be charged with a crime. You're going to still, when they look up, they do your NCIC, when you go look for a job or go to college, whatever you're going to do, it's going to show that you have committed a crime and you were given probation, three to five years probation. That's what it's going to say. Juvenile record, it's going to, you're not going not to see that. Because after a certain age, it's sealed. Not all of them. Some crimes are sealed. Sex crimes are not sealed. If you are a juvenile, they're not sealed. And you can become a sex offender yep. at an early age. Yep. And that's going to follow you a long way because somebody's going to have to monitor you for the rest of your life. Lifetime probation. 
even though the definition they are a victim of trafficking and not criminals. 19 states did not defend child sex trafficking as a form of child abuse. My dream was to play guitar and sing and make music. And next thing I know, I'm selling my body for money. They knew where my family lived. And if I ever snitched on them or turned them into the police, basically, um, they had a gun and knew how to use it. Back in the day, uh, you know, back in the day, you had, uh, you know, a lot of women that go into prostitution as a profession, meaning that they voluntarily have done this. But over time, it has overlapped into what sex trafficking has become. So the two have eventually became interchangeable. Can, uh, I, can I say something? Yeah. Yeah voluntarily but they was coerced into it a lot of them they had that boyfriend and say yeah just go make out make a couple of dollars and or they had that friend say yeah you can have what i got and so a lot of them or drugs you know stuff like that so of course if you had somebody that came to you and said yeah we can make this money or you got this family member selling you at home and you don't know what to do about it, you know, that's how people get into stuff like that. That's what I believe. Nobody just wakes up one day and says, I want to be a trafficking victim or I want to be a prostitute. Well, you actually, know. they do. Some of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they so, do. And, and what, what state is it legal to be a to, for prostitution? Where is it legal? Nevada. Nevada, it is legal to be a prostitute. They have brothels. Okay. Okay. So some people, but I don't think everybody wake up one day and I just want to be this. Right. No. And then what's going on with your question, there are pimps are used to so-called protect the prostitutes. That's what they that's what they're used for. And remember I told you that the church halls would get all the money, the young ladies didn't they would sell their bodies, they didn't get anything, because the pimps get most of the money. He gets most of the money. And then you want, well, where's my money? Then he'll beat you up. 
So a pimp is not a, a, a good job to have. And guess what they call the women? Madam. Because there are mad there are women who are used who are used to protect their prostitutes. So they're called madam. So we gotta be very careful. Um, in Alabama, right now, uh, a person who has been human trafficked is called a victim. The police officers, although she may get arrested, they're gonna figure things out and label her as a victim because she is a victim in Alabama, and that that was not always the case. Can I tell you? Can I tell them about when I was driving a cab? Mm -hmm. So I used to drive a cab, right? I used to drive a cab. And when you drive a cab, you see all kind of stuff, y'all. I'm talking about all kind of stuff. But it was this one girl who I just, I used to pick up. She was 16 years old. She was from Memphis. And she had came to Birmingham. So every day I picked this girl up, she had me to take her to the neighborhood Walmart to send a guy some money. So after like a a few more times, I asked her, like, why you always sending him money? Because by then, me and her had gained a bun, she trusted me to talk to him. And she told me that he sent her here as a prostitute. She was 16 years old. This girl was selling her body to men here, sending this man $600, $700, thousand dollars a day she was sex trafficking and alicia told me about it but i couldn't get to her fast enough and we couldn't find her we couldn't find her again so it was nothing it was that like, we could do know. because she, she was, was moved she they moved her they they not gonna once once they feel like somebody knows you gotta go to the next spot. So by the time I told Jasmine, it was too late. I lost contact with her, and I wasn't really aware of sex trafficking as I am now. And I wish I would have been. That's why I'm grateful that Jasmine's doing what she's doing because she's making more people aware of sex trafficking. I knew nothing about sex trafficking until I met Jasmine. Not even knowing that I'm driving a cab, picking up victims every day. Y'all listening to what I'm saying? It's real. So when you're jumping in and out those Ubers, jumping in and out those Ubers, people can get you that way too. Cabs. Half of them part of traffic. Yeah, I gotta be real careful out here. So, girl, listen. Please. I got you. You're my friend, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're my friend? Mm -hmm. Okay. I know that my, my boyfriend wanted to get to you, but he just wanted to take you, you know, with us, and we can show you how we do everything. And we have fun, and we make a whole lot of money. But you know, I have, I just, you think you can go with me? Yeah, because I'm already struggling. I'm already so in what you think you I ain't got no money. I need, I mean, I got a lot going on, so where you at? So we can make some fast money, you know, it ain't, it ain't nothing to me. Okay. That's cool. You down?
She want to get on the scene. She want to get on the scene. Oh, what scene? Oh, you hanging with us. We finna, we, we'll get money soon. You wait it. You say you need some money? I thought he was Hold on, but she tripping. Hold on. Yeah. You're going to be his girlfriend, but we're going to get the money with our boyfriend. Okay. You don't want to get the money? What I got to do? You gonna be his girlfriend? All we do is we just go in and out of places and we just hang around. And what I do is, I just, you know, I he he dropped me off at this location and I just show him my feet. Oh, I sit in the room and talk to him. Come on, it's gonna be all right. You you can go with me. You can go with me. I do need some money. Yeah. She, yeah, she needs the money. I do. Yeah, come, come on, come on. Oh, y'all. Okay, okay, okay. Skip. All right, all right. So come we on. Just my yeah. No, we. No, girl, don't worry about it. You're my home girl, right? I thought you was my friend. Okay, I trust you. Okay, you trust me. Come on, let's I go. Trust you. No, because I don't even understand why you even yeah. acting like that. Why are you even acting like that? You hold on, hold on, wait a minute, hold on. Okay, okay, he outside. Come on, girl, we finna just hang out with them for the night. We'll, we'll be back. Y'all, that wasn't real. That was actually a skit, but the, but hey, what you just saw that. happens every single day. My friend. <laughs> she called with my boyfriend now. Wait, I thought you were just... So you left her by herself? She don't know her. She okay. They got her. She don't know her. They got... She finna make some money. You want to be lying? Come on, come on. Go with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm good. Come on, go with me. Come on. Girl, you know... <laughs> I can get you some Brazil, yeah? Some, I can get you some Brazil. You, you know Brazil, you know. Girl, Indian, raw hair, with elbow. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You, you want to make some money, too? Okay, come on. Wait, this is my home, girl. What you saying? Anybody else? Wait, what y'all? Girl, we at girls' night. I don't know what y'all talking about. What are y'all talking? Boys' night. Boys can go, too. We just cool. I think the rest of us
Y'all, this this is not real. This is actually a skit, y'all. I'm trying to show y'all exactly how people actually become victims of human trafficking. It's not real, y'all. Okay. Not having a my friend. I just lured to a trafficker. Message. Hold on, let me go. Let me Uh-uh, because that thing's something wrong and what he doing to me ain't right. Thank you, friend. Part two. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, we'll be back. For, we'll be back for part two. Y'all stay tuned. This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services. The views expressed on this program are those of the guests and not necessarily the views of management and staff of OBS Radio, OBS International, and Greater Works Business Services. Guests who appear on this podcast are not required to pay a fee and is made possible by RadioGuestList.com. For more information, please visit our website at www.obsintl.cf. Follow OBS on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash broadcast section. If you want to contribute financially to help us continue broadcasting, please go to paypal.me.obsintl. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time.